Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello. Welcome once again to our weekly podcast. I'm your host, Minister Joy Lewis, and you're listening to another edition of Free on the Inside Ministry to inform you, to encourage you, and to challenge you to be all you could be. We pray that you have been blessed the last few days here. And for the, and for past day, we pray that you've been blessed all this all year long if we come up out of thanksgiving now we have so many reasons to be thankful for just looking back over our life we can just say thank you lord for it was him that kept us it was him that watched over it was him that made a way out of no way and no matter what's going on in your life girl i want you to know that you continue to have faith in god it's not just a blind leap of faith there, lord but you have to know who you know you have to know how god helped you you have to know all the things that he have in store for you I am so honored to have a guest on this morning, dear Pastor Kerry. He's been here with us before, but yet he always comes with a fresh and anointed word, a word of encouragement, a word to let us know that God hadn't forgot about us, a word to let us know that we can continue the journey which we'll, uh, which God has called us on. Today we have a very uh, a powerful topic called God's Blueprint. This is the first of, of three series. This is the first one of a three-part series that he's going to share with us. But without any further delay, we're going to ask Pastor Kerry to come on. And if you have been a part, of, listen. If you've been a part of our listening audience at any time, you know how we uh, how the show is structured. We allow our guests to come on and share what God have laid on His heart. And then, if uh, time permitted, and we have any questions, we'll open up the phone line for you to uh, ask him some questions. But that number is a five six three nine 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 thirty five ninety six. That's the number that you can call in. And don't worry about getting to our guests. If you have a desire to, we'll have you in the queue, and we'll bring you on as soon as um, time permits it. But if you just care to listen, just feel free to listen to what God has to say. And the next voice you'll hear will be our guest this morning, Pastor Kerry. God bless you, and good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, I'm always excited about what you have to say and how God is continuing to use you in the midst of everything that's going on. And this sort of, oh, I'm excited about our topic this morning here because, I, you know, I, I like to work with a plan. And sometimes my plan don't always work out, but if I know the, the master builder, I could have no reason to be fearful. Amen. And, um, I, I like to more or less the guests or the people who also who are on this line who may be listening. The, uh, the Holy Spirit brought this to me, you know, when I started thinking and praying. Because so many things out there, people are, are out of line. And when you look at when you say about God's blueprint, it's like uh, I started that like this. He said, first of all, before we build anything in a normal uh, asset into motion, the process is called a plan. God is the same when he created everything, man, the earth, the angels, and heaven. But we got to remember what happened is when we start thinking about this, and the Bible represents everything that is being spoken. So we could always, when I say a blueprint, you could always look it up, just like if we was at a construction site, and you could see it just the way God uh, planned it. He said, when we think about how things are, he says, if you have ever been at a construction site and nothing happens without a blueprint, it sets out all the 
details and the specifications and the purpose of the project or the building to be built or construed. Let's set out the goals and the understanding. So, let, let, so I'm going to break everything down as I go about this. Um, and you can interrupt me at any given time. So when no, I go right ahead. I'm excited about what you had to say. Okay. It says when we start thinking about this whole thing, uh, we are Christians. You got to remember we have a true understanding about God's plan for uh, what it says about about man and how things have been created. But let's go back when it says in the book of Jeremiah 29, 11, verse 11, for I know the plan I have for you, uh, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, and to give you the future and hope. Well, let us relook today how hope of what we have had through the time, and as we grow every day, we always hope and we pray for things to make a change. But first of all, I believe if you think you're in God's plan, he already planned it the way it's going to be. Now, it's just like getting back what I was saying before. If you look at the blueprint, how God created everything, he created everything in order. So if we actually sit down and think about what God is putting us, let's go to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, when we say, trust in the Lord and in all you you are doing not to lean to your own understanding. Now let's stop there for a minute. How many times has it been that our understanding has threw us off in everything that we have tried to do or actually involved ourselves? For the Lord said, ye can do nothing without me. And that is scripture. And so what I'm speaking about, how we understand where God has taken us at, he lets us understand. He said, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will make your path straight. Now, let's say, let's, I'm going to break this down a little bit. I don't understand sometimes, you know, when everything happens, and we're not supposed to because the plan is already laid out. When God said he laid out the plan of salvation, let us understand where we stand. We got to understand, however, this was already given. He said, I knew ye before you was in your mother's womb. Now, I'm quite sure... <laughs> There had to be a blueprint before we got where we are today. Amen? Amen. I'm, more than, I'm almost geared to the point when we go through every part of the Bible that says even in the book of Romans. I'm not going to go through every scripture. I want maybe our listeners to do this on their own and, you know, get a clearness of what's going on. Because we are now in a state of mind. I mean, people are not trusting no one. People are not trusting the Bible. People are not trying to lead to anything that is being presented on this blueprint. For God already presented it, and he said, now watch this. He will keep our mind in perfect peace. So why do we have to feel to go outside of God's blueprint? And see, that's where I'm Amen. At yes, that's so true. And it says, you know, how God is bringing us to the nature of things of reality. Because in Romans 8. Verse 28, you can find it in Proverbs 16, verse 9, Ecclesiastes 3, 1, verse all the way to 20, 22, Isaiah 58, 11. And, you know, and I can go on and on, but my whole 
uh, projection is, and when I said about series one, it talks so much about when we are looking where God has taken us at. He has brought us up to this point. A lot of us have been through a lot of things, I'm quite sure, and I'll, I'll give a slight testimony. I remember when I broke my hip, I actually understood right then that, okay, you have trusted God for the little things, now trusting for the greater things. And what happened, I decided at that moment, knowing that the Holy Spirit is dealing with me and pushing me, but that flesh will always fight the Spirit. And at the time, I said, no, we have power. We, have, we can do all things through Christ that's sent with us. Amen? And that's where I got my strength from. And before you knew it, it was in six months, uh, I, I stopped listening to people telling me what I couldn't do, so I followed the scriptures. And guess what? I'm here today as a full testimony, and I am now walking without no cane, without no wheelchair. And I like to say this to somebody out there who might have had the same situation. Maybe it don't have to be a hip. Maybe they had a fall, and they feel they can't get up. God said, get up. When he told him to pick up your bed and walk. Now, for someone to be, and this is when you think how far we are in this, Use that plan. That is God's blueprint for healing, for all the things, the harmony concerning relationships. The factors are in everything carved in stone. You know, and reason why I say that because when we look at how God is bringing everything to nature right now, because people are going the way they want to go and they want to do everything they want to do, but they can't. The blueprint's always been written. Come on now. Amen? Amen. That is so true. That is so true. And, you know, as you were sharing that, I was just thinking about everything that we need to know is in God's Word, but yet we don't look at it that way. That we just want to pick and choose. But he already have a master blueprint, as you had stated earlier. You made it so clear that we just have to rely on his blueprint. Come on now. Tell Amen. us more, because I'm excited about what God is sharing with, in, uh, with us okay. you. So I want everybody to turn their Bibles to Isaiah 58, verse 11. And I'll, I'll wait a moment. Okay. 58, verse 11? Okay. Uh, verse 11. It says, And the Lord will guide continually and satisfy your desires in what you call the sculptured places and made in your bones strong, and that ye shall be like the water in the garden, like a spring of waters, who set the waters that do not fail. And when I read that, I actually understood when he provided for nourishment for our body, our spirit, nourishment for our mind, he provided these things that other than Listen to what the, the, your flesh will tell you. Oh, you can't get well. Oh, yeah, you're going to be in this wheelchair or you're going to be in this, this situation for the rest of your life. But then again, you got to remember, let's go back to God's blueprint. <laughs> and he put it together that it's already done. All you got to do is be a believer. And that brings us back where we talk about the Holy Spirit, that God doesn't teach us. He said it will minister you. That means you can't fail if you follow God's blueprint. And let's go a little bit further. Proverbs 
chapter 19, verse 21. Many are of the plans in the mind of man. Now think about that. But he said, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. So think of this. Man has made a decision, okay? I'm not going to listen to God. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to make my own decision. But when God lets you understand, he said that already it's going to fall. It's not going to stand. And then that whole purpose of wasting, talking about how they want to make the plan, nobody can outdo God's blueprint. Bottom line, nobody can. You know, you know, and, and as you were saying that, sometimes we get a little frustrated with God's blueprint. How do we manage to stick to it and continue to follow blueprint without taking shortcuts? Okay. Sometimes we just want to do our right. own thing. Right, exactly. But you know, the Holy Spirit guides you and he teaches you. And, and let's go a little bit further. When we kind of look where God is bringing us at, somehow, you know, uh, we always call uh, there was a uh, either a song or a saying, you can't hurry God. Well, that's a true statement. As much, and I use that testimony I just said and other testimonies when we speak about it. He said, when we start thinking that we are in control, God lets you understand you will fail. Because if you avoid the fact the blueprint is already set, it's in motion, and it's creating the very value that you need to live every day. And then when he puts things, when we go further, let's go this way. When Proverbs, let's go to Proverbs right now. Uh, chapter 23, verse 18. Surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. Now, I thought about that because I know I'm speaking, I may be made for many people, I'm speaking for other people who probably haven't got a chance to even uh, read this scripture. But your future's already set. Why would you want to go any other direction? And why would you want a place where God said, and your hope? That means all the things that you hope for and desire for, he's already had it already planned for you. But he also lets you understand, he said, but if he said, it will not be cut off. That means if you stay with God's blueprint, you can't go wrong either way. And that's what it, this is what this message, uh, part of this series is about. Because so many people are actually designing their own, I say, road to, uh, I call it, uh, their own future or their own uh, utopia. And when they get there, oh, <laughs> it ain't what they thought it was. Because you can remember, our flesh will always put us in a very denial situation. But if we stay in the spirit, we will always succeed. And that is, yeah, that is so, you make that so plain. And I got to just thinking that, you know, uh, we have to kind of, uh, uh, well, not kind of, but we got to resist our own thinking. It said, lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways. We got to dismiss those negative thoughts concerning the plans that God have for that you stated earlier, that he knows those plans, and he had already worked it out. But we have to be patient and steadfast and unmovable in the things concerning God. 
I like this right Amen. here. Said God's blueprint here. Because we never think about it. We make plans for vacation. We make plans for purchasing things. And we always look into it. But what's, what do God say about things <coughs> concerning our soul and our salvation? Yes. Yes. And, um, how important that is. And then let's do this. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So we're going a little bit further into more of the future. And when we speak about this one thing, how God gave his last and only begotten son, beloved son, to make this thing happen for us all. But what is, listen to this last part. Believe in him should not perish. And when I say that part, it makes us so full when God is bringing so much to us that your dreams, your goals, will always not perish with the word of God because he has that eternal life for us all. And you know, I get so people come into mind when I talk to them, they feel, you know, I'm going to say this, they always bring back the evolutional thing. And I'm like, look, God's blueprint is not evolution. This is life. <laughs> and we got to live it. And let's live it the way it's supposed to be. Of course, I've, I've found out <laughs> sometimes when I've talked to some people, it's like, you know, they, they have like these pitchforks and like, you know, they want to change their, uh, their conversation. And I said, no, you can't because God had it written in the way it's supposed to be. And if we went to Deuteronomy 31, verse 6, Ecclesiastes 31, uh, it says so many things about the Word of God. Now, my, my, or my situation, and when I say my situation is, uh, I always put myself in their place. Could any of this be different than what God's blueprint is? And I remember I did that when I was in the world. And what I mean, doing the things in the world, drinking, smoking, using drugs. And because I'm letting you know I wasn't perfect. And I'm still not perfect. The only perfect one is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Not me. I'm just a messenger. And when I actually moved into that direction, I didn't go nowhere. I felt myself going down, down, and down. So guess what I did? I reached up and looked back at God's blueprint and say, wait a minute, my way ain't working. And um, it got me back on my feet. And you know something? And I'll say this to all the listeners out there. It says, when we start looking at, let's go to First Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. Who desires all the people to be saved? and to come to the knowledge of truth. That's what I looked at. I'm looking for the truth, and this is the truth, and I found it. Because I know God is the truth, Jesus Christ, and my life is the truth, and the Holy Spirit working is the truth. And that's what brings me to where I am at this point that has me so with the um, energy in the, uh, let me give you a different word. 
They're exciting. They're so excited like a little child in a candy store. <laughs> I can't wait to tell people about the Word of God. And, you know, as you were sharing that right there, I was thinking about in today's time, you know, uh, there's so much stuff going on. That's gun violence. That's social injustice. There's just uh, evil seen like at every turn. And sometimes, Pastor, we want to take matters to our own hands. Sometimes we want to just say, we want to devalue God and not even think that he's even concerned about us. That's what I'm saying about devalue. We know he's there, but we don't feel like that he don't care about uh, the plight of the world of Pharaoh or what's going on. Why is it like this? What's happening there? Give us some clarity on those things that are possible. Because we have men and women that just gave up. They didn't gave up. Right. They want to take them out to their own hands. Mm. And, you, you know, uh, not to interrupt what you're saying, I, I've dealt with a man, I've dealt with two people who committed, who wanted to commit suicide. Uh, yes. They put themselves in a, a position with drugs, and they could not get themselves out of it. It was, uh, it was two brothers, and I remember the day that it happened, uh, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, the lady who was staying at the house where they were staying, uh, they gave me a call. Now, I met this guy at a 7-Eleven, so he didn't really know me. I just told him that I'm a man of God and that let's pray. But anyhow, he took it to make a decision in his life that he's going to make a change, but his brother was still angry about certain things that happened. Well, anyhow, during that time, I didn't understand why they called me at 3 o'clock in the morning, and they said, hurry, hurry, you know, we need you to come to this. And they gave me the address, and I got the address. I went down there, and I heard two shots. And I'm like, oh, my God, I hope I don't, I don't, I don't I'm, I'm just, my mind just um, went totally different than trying to like, well, maybe this is serious, or maybe, you know, let me find out what this is. The two shots rang out, and uh, I'm at the gate. I couldn't get in the gate, and I said, Lord, but what do I do? So I'm talking to God in my car, and I'm showing you what's happening at this point. I'm looking, I see police on the other side, and I see the mother of the young man who actually is leaning over on her, and that was her son. He took his own life, but the other son wanted to take his life. All of a sudden, I said, Lord, I don't have the key to this gate. I don't know. And I said, I'm, I just stopped praying. All of a sudden, the man came behind me and said, move out the way. And then he opened the gate, and I drove through. I ran up to the house, and I caught the other brother who wanted to take his life because he lost his brother. And I grabbed him, and I hugged him. All he wanted was love. That's what's wrong with this. This world, there's not enough love anywhere. And when they don't have love, you don't have strength. And you don't have that strength that God gave you, part of that blueprint. But you've got to keep in mind what God is showing us, that if we understand from the blueprint itself that's been presented, and how we just know God is, what you say, our helper. Well, let me just make, that, make this story short. Anyhow, I grabbed him, and we went all the way down the end of the corner, and he was trying to find out, well, I, I lost my brother. I lost my brother. I understand that. I said, come on. I want to talk to you. And I'm trying to get him to quiet down. All of a sudden, I said, Lord, what do I do? So everything I said, I had to go back to God, back to the blueprint, 
before I start saying anything, before I wanted to say something, because there happened to be something worse, God was talking to me. The Holy Spirit was guiding me and talking to me what I need to say. When I calmed him down, we sitting at the end of the block, and they already took the body. They took the, his brother away. They, they, they uh, covered that with that plastic, uh, looked like a, a bag or something, took him away. The neighbor took the mother up in another place to her home uh, upstairs. I'm sitting with him, and all he needed was somebody to sit down and just talk to him about love, about God, and to let him understand that if that part is over, whatever was going there, now you must move on. And to this very day, let me tell you what happened. He is now an evangelist. And he's preaching the word of God. But why do we have to wait till tragedy make us make a turn? Why do we have to lose someone to let us make a turn in life? And that brings me right where I'm going to go next with Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. Even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be in holiness and blameless before him for the love he predestined in us for the hope that furnished the sons through Jesus Christ, ascending to the purpose of his will. So now that comes back to the part we really look at, the will of God. All right, Lord, what do you want me to do? You just did it. I did what? You just did it. The other brother, I couldn't get to him, but you got the one that who was gonna bring forth the word. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Oh, man, you. You, you know, as you were sharing it, I was just thinking about how we, um, God have called us for a particular task, and we do not, we don't do not know what that is. You have been called to a task. And I was just thinking, God forbid, if you say you was too busy, or maybe you'll wait till another time. But you got up and you did what God laid on your heart to do and how it was able to change the lives of someone. You know, occasionally I would text on here, help change the life. And I don't take that lightly because God allows us to intervene on his behalf as ambassador to help change the life. Me and you didn't get to where yes. we are today by on our own. Someone had to encourage us. Someone had to pray for us. Someone had to provoke us. That's why I said in doing our opening statement, to uh, uh, challenge people, to correct people, and allow people to be all they could be. To you know, inform, to challenge, and to uh, and to be all they could be. Because sometimes we miss the mark, and somebody has to inform us of how much God loves us and how blessed we are. And they have to encourage us that God isn't through with us. Then they have to challenge us regardless of what goes on. God be for us. And as you talked about earlier. Put uh, out of Ephesians, and I thought so much is putting on that whole arm of God that we can find mm-hmm. the wiles of the enemy. John, the uh, 18th chapter, I believe, it talks about when Jesus was uh, before Pilate, and he said, Hey, you know, uh, my warfare is not with, this, with the weapon of this world here because uh, 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 we do not need these things here. And I got to thinking about sometimes we try to 
use carnal weapons to fight a spiritual war, and we tend to miss the mark. Amen. Amen. That's a beautiful way of expressing it. But, but I was just thinking about you know, what you were saying because this is this is a great topic, girl. And I'm really enjoying this, and I'm, I pray that the ones that are listening to it they will enjoy whether they listen to it live now or they listen to it later on this week or perhaps the remainder of this year because we are, uh, we are have a large archive in our program that stays on the, in our digital file for, for quite a while. So if people miss you now, they can always tune in and listen to it at a later date on my site, on, on Facebook, which is Facebook, Free on the Inside ministry or go to our archive at uh, blog talk radio forward slash free on the inside and then they can listen to our, all our previous shows and I got to thinking uh, that free on the inside that means that to me it's just a matter of what God have already done I think so much mm-hmm. is that deep on the cross I think so much as Peter when he denied Jesus I think so much as Paul when he was standing at the, at the stoning of Stephen and all the disciples of Abraham, and I'm talking about men that have made mistakes, people that made mistakes. Abraham, he tried to give his wife, his future away. Peter denied our mm. Lord and Savior. Paul was there in the midst of stoning and of being angry at God. And the thief on the cross knew he couldn't come down and knew that, uh, that the things he'd done, he couldn't forgive himself, but God did. And being free on the inside allowed us. As you said earlier, how that man now, God said, everything he had done, now he's preaching the word of God. The enemy going to tell him, hey, you can't do that. The enemy going to tell you, you ain't got no right to do that. The enemy going to say, do you really believe that? But being free on the inside allows him to stand firm when everything else and everybody else around him is falling. A thousand will fall at one side, ten thousand at another, Amen. but none will come near these. Why? Because you're standing on God's word. I think so much of David when he was in a place called Ziglag and David was under attack physically and spiritually, but God restored him and told David in a quiet way, in a sensible way, in a logical way, go and get your stuff and none of it will be lost. And I got to thinking in our life, God is a restorer. Those things that had got away from us, we didn't need them anyway, but he'll give us those good things, those noble things, those just things. And along that journey, I think you think about this as you talk about God's blueprint. Along that journey, what David did when he went to get his property back, his man encountered one of the thieves and they brought him back. They could have abused him and they could have tortured him or whatever, but they took time mm-hmm. out and they ministered to his needs. And, uh, and as he got back, he said, Thank y'all for showing me kindness. And uh, if you promise not to kill me, I'll tell you where your property is. Uh, uh, Pastor, sometimes we get so anxious of trying to recover the thing that we lost through our own mishaps through other people mm-hmm. and we try so uh, anxious of getting stuff back that we miss the opportunity that God has put in in our path we each time as you said earlier we are we're like that uh that Samaritan on the road and, and along that journey it's going to be people that we need to stop and help you know are you going to be mm-hmm. like that uh like a religious leader and keep going or are you going to be like a a fellow Jew and say, wait a minute, we ain't got nothing to do with these people, or are you going to stop the rid <laughs> That's right. That's right. And you know it, I thank God that someone stopped the Renee for me, because I was messed up on the blow up. And you know what, that could be mm. me out there. You know, uh, it's cold, it's rainy. It could be me out there with no shoes on my feet. 
It could be me out there Amen. with no blood mm. covered over my head. Only by the grace mm. of God and men like you, man. I want. That's why I love to have guests though, man. Because it was you in the spirit that helped me. Whether you know it or not, it was because of men like you and people like you allowed me to be who I am today. A sinner that's been saved by grace, not by words that I compose. I thank God for for, you know, for letting me uh, uh, for revealing His blueprints uh, to me through men like you, through conversations like this. And you know, I am so excited about what you're sharing. I pray everyone else catch fire to it also, because you get you saying some good stuff, and then you got scriptures to back it up. You know. And one of these scriptures that you share, if not all of them, should touch the hearts of men and provoke them to do the right thing. John 3.16, Ephesians, Ephesians, and all those scriptures work out to the glory of God. That's right. And, you know, and when they did, whoever we were going through certain things, the Holy Spirit was working through them, let them understand that there was a greater end you know, when they thought that things were going to, going to happen. And I like what you said about Paul uh, on his way to Damascus. <laughs> yes. And, and all of a sudden, uh, the Spirit of the Lord, like you said, the Lord knocked him off his horse. Like somebody said, uh, there was people who, uh, I remember when I came through uh, a city, I can't think what city it was, but... Uh, they put me in AA and uh, and uh, Alcohol Anonymous and uh, it's so strange everybody said uh, we had so many steps to make a change and I said um, huh, I'm making this change in one step I'm serving God <laughs> bottom line and uh, they said uh, are you going to leave I said yes I said I got my answer it don't take 19 steps for me to make a difference I'm making one step, and I'm going toward God. And look what has happened. Uh, and I didn't even notice. <laughs> See, that was the plan God had for us all. We didn't know. We didn't know where, when we were going through certain things. Okay, Lord, I don't know where this is going, but I trust you. And remember, it's so strange. Uh, this, this is what I love about when Jesus, he was on the boat, and the storms and the winds. And they were, and now watch this, he was resting. <laughs> you know, you have to rest in your storm. Because it's already taken care of in a way that, just, you know, you can't look at those things that cause you to get there. To be, because there's going to be storms, there's going to be rain, there's going to be certain elements in life that you're not going to be able to understand. But just deal with it. It's already there. It's, it's for you to under, not to understand but to go through. And, and, and that is so true. I'm, I'm glad you said that, that we had to rest in that storm. And I, I, when someone mentioned that to me, and I think about that, I recall when I was a lot younger and I used to go to, uh, you know, the movies on a regular basis. That was long before. I'll tell you how old I am. That's before we had cable and before <laughs> there was the uh, Netflix and all those uh, movie apps that we watch now. We would go to the theater mm-hmm. and Bruce Lee I, I remember Enter the Dragon. I remember that. That was one of my favorite movies all time. <laughs> but one thing that got yeah. me about this, Bruce Lee was a dynamic fighter. And he was, and 
he was, uh, you know, pretty well uh, uh, could war for anybody in a battle, but he would also leave when the odds got too great for him. And one time he, he was running from him, and he ran into an elevator shaft, and they closed the door behind him, and he had these nunchucks with him, and he could have tried to look around and see how he got out, but he looked around for a moment, and he just sat down and put the nunchucks across his shoulder, around his neck. And I just have to think about it. In the midst of everything that's going on, when we can't do no more, we need to stop and let God take over from there. Without drinking, right. without being stressful, without being beside yeah. ourselves. Just stop and let God take over. I got to, and I always mm. think about that. Whenever I'm in the midst of something, I need to just stop, take a deep breath, and see what God has for me. That's it. And I didn't know God did, like but that was a life-teaching moment there that God was revealing himself through me, uh, to me in little bitty things. Sometimes we don't know, we don't have a, a concept of who God is at that time, but God is constantly revealing himself. Think about Abraham. Abraham didn't know who God mm-hmm. was. He was from a pagan society. But yet, long mm-hmm. way, God kept revealing himself through protection, through favor, through wisdom. Do brief encounters, you know, the the man of God, a phenomenon, they call it, uh, when God came and visited Abraham in the form of some travels. So I think they call it synopsis. When uh, yeah. appears, uh, 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 when God appears to another uh, person, and God visited Abraham and, and told him and Sarah that they were going to have a child, you know, and God constantly revealed mm-hmm. himself. And that's something that we have to be mindful of. And I thank you. I thank you for bringing that up. Because sometimes we want to <laughs> we want to be like Peter. We want to stay in that blessed place. You know, like you said, you know, people say you got to go through a hollow step. And you say, hey, this first step has been revealed to me. Now I'm going to step uh-huh. out of here. And some people have been at that first step or that first level right. for eternity. It used to break my heart to see people going through stuff. And when I was going through my time, these be commercials come on and say, I've been, a, I've been a member of this here particular organization for 20 years, and I'm doing mm-hmm. it one day at a time. So, oh, my God, I don't want to have to battle this thing 20 years. Mm. I want to be released from this so I can help someone else. I can help my family. Right. Right. And that is so important, especially family. You know, I had to learn the hard way uh, because I did like, I didn't follow the blueprint. And when I got back to God's blueprint, I was able to understand what he already planned for me. All I had to do was follow. And um, I was going all different directions. And I lost time with my children and family. But their hearts was not lost for me, you know. Uh, they didn't understand it until they got a little bit older. So some things deal with time. But, you know, we, we will go through something so many ways and ups and downs and turn around and trying to find out well why did this happen you know I, I still meet the people who always ask why why did God let the earthquake hit uh, part of this uh, area or how did I lose this loved one but there's no way of sitting back trying to figure that out for the rest of your life you know because some things are meant to be and I had to say it that way because if the plan is already set, and you know, like you can't, like I said, you can't hurry God. There's some things you God will just do without you knowing it, 
then there's some things God will let you know. And as a matter of fact, I like what you had said earlier about Abraham. When he told him, look up in the sky and the multiplication of families and we're part of Abraham's seed. And look what's taking place. Yes. And that's what he showed him. And see, and God revealed that to him and look, hey, this is the future. <laughs> but here's the, here's the thing I love about it. When, if you uh, have this, uh, this scripture in front of you, uh, it's Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. You say, commit your work to the Lord. Uh-oh. Right there. That's it. He said, and your plans, now these are your plans that God gave you, will be established. Now, think about that. Think about that one thing. So he lets you understand, okay, you follow the blueprint, right? Um, and we go, this is going to get deep. <laughs> this is going to deep right now. Because I understand when... Uh, the people who before us who got us where we are today they had to go through something but remember that prayer they had they prayed us into all these things positions uh, places that we have never even thought of going and and people that we never thought we would meet but that's what he said now whatever was being done now it's part of what God is saying to you he understands you have looked at the blueprint, but now guess what? When he said your plans will be established, but guess what? You are still committed to God's work. Amen? Amen. That, and, that, and that is so true. That is so true. I'm glad you you stated like that because uh, as we think about how good God is, we can't help but just rely on his plan because we look around and, and we find ourselves short. And this is what we say uh, from time to time, everything else is like seeking sand. And once you get, mm-hmm. once you get to, uh, once you know that, then you could uh, know how to govern yourself. But let's face it, though, Pastor, some of us are a little hard-headed, some of us are a little slow, and some of us are just uh, unconvincing. And that we would not want to tap in on the goodness of God. And it breaks my heart. I have family members, I have friends, and and. and and co-workers and neighbors they're just doing their own thing I think so much of uh, uh, ASAP when I go out to the marketplace I see men and women and young and old doing their own thing and I go to the uh, to the sanctuary or to the house of prayer I see people uh, doing yard work and washing cars and I don't know their relationship with God but uh, mm-hmm. and it breaks my heart that I know my neighbors would never go to church but they said pray for me and I do pray for them, and, but I know they won't go in unless it's a dire emergency or death of a family or even uh, a, a, a birth of a family member for a christening or for something. And I just, hmm. I just, and it bewildered me that men are just in the catching on. What calamity has to overtake you so to the point that it knocks you to your knees? And I didn't experience that now. I didn't get here just by happenstance. It took a, a lot of stuff to get me here the way I am in the presence of God. But sometimes, uh, you know, uh, it breaks your heart to see your brother and sister have to fall so low that they, they, yes. before they're being used by God. Either they get to the point where they can't do the thing they used to do. I think so much of people that used to hustle. And the only reason some people quit hustling because they got too old to hustle. You know, you didn't just stop, you just got too old. 
Mm-hmm. We don't want to get into happen. the mode where we can't be used by God. <laughs> I heard somebody tell me that a long time ago. You're right. <laughs> hey, but did you know he won't throw you away? <laughs> no, he won't. He won't catch, he won't you, catch ready you aside to be, no matter how old you are. Yeah, you should rest there in the midst of your uh, in your, in your uh, oldness. I'll put it that way. <laughs> you can see it be old. Yeah. I, I do a, a God bless me to do. A, I do a, a ministry over at the senior citizen once a week, and I encourage those okay. men and women, even in their frailty, their wheelchairs, and have uh, a, a lot of medical issues. God can still mm-hmm. use them. He can use their smile. He can use their amen. He can use a little, a, a little uh, twinkle in their eye to encourage someone else, a staff or even a family member. They might come to see Papa or Granny, Granny, they'll smile and, and they still have a heart. They say, how could you be this way with all this going on? Because they know they know who the doctor is. They know who their caretaker is. I said, God, I can still mm-hmm. use you. Even if you can't be active like you used to be, you still could be used by God. And that's what we have to know. And that's what we have to see people and things in our life and in their life. Right. It's no one, as you said earlier, no one is outside the framework of being used by God. Only if you walk away and get like mm-hmm. the prodigal son, you know, but he's, he's, he's standing right there waiting on us when we come back right. to close us in our right mind, mm. to feed us from, from, uh, uh, from uh, words of on high, to give us that spiritual nourishment. Drink of this water and never thirst no more. Feed mm. us from that with that bread of heaven. You know he's right there, but we have to know. We have to know what we know about him, and we have to follow the path. Uh, you talking about God's blueprint, and I just think about the GPS system. You know we all are familiar with it's on the phones, and GPS system is available for everybody. Everybody have a phone. You could, you could have a GPS. And that's the same way the gospel is. It's no way in the that's world right. that we should not have access to the gospel. It's in mm-hmm. our hand. It's on, you know, it, it's in our song. So we have access to it. But along with GPS, sometimes you don't know how to navigate. And you tell it where you want to go and it starts directing your path. In the Bible, we may not know what to do, but if we start reading it, we start applying it in our life, it'll start navigating us through those high water. It'll start navigating us through that valley. You know what I'm saying? Though I walk through the valley of shadow, then I should fear no evil. It'll start navigating us when we're in a, when we're in dangerous places, a thousand falling at one side, ten thousand at another. It start navigating us when we're on that rough sea that the, that the disciple was on the Sea of Galilee in the midst of a storm. The Bible will, will start navigating us like that GPS and getting us across to the other side. And then when you get right. there, the GPS let it tell us you have reached your destination. Oh, what a joy it is. God's tell us, hey, you, uh, uh, well done, I good and, fair, and faithful servant. You had reached your destination. <laughs> Amen. And you, you know, you said something that was so profound when I even looked at in that last part. Uh, we have a spiritual GPS to call God's principal service. That's what I call it. And yes. um, I, I used that with John fourteen twenty six. He said, he provided on this, the Comforter, which is the Helper, the Holy Spirit, the Father, God's will be sent in my name. He will teach you and minister you and bring to your remembrance the things that have I said to you. 
Man, can you imagine that? <laughs> oh, that's you, you said that's John what? What is that? So someone okay. can uh, write that down as, as John what? John, uh, John 14, chapter 14, verse 26. 1426, that's an amen. Get plugged up amen. to God's GPS system. That's what I call I like it. that. I like that right there. All right. You know, and, and that's something that follows along with God, uh, God's blueprint. And now since we're, we're familiar with GPS, we're familiar with satellites that's up there. And guess what? God is above all the satellites. He is, he is, and he's uh, all over the world. He's above everything. Every situation. So, we what the scripture say? We can look up into the hills where our help come from. It comes from the Lord, who's the maker of heaven and earth. Get plugged up to His GPS system, and He would order you. There you go. And the steps of a good man is ordered by the Lord, not a righteous man, not a do right man, but a good man. And we know what a Amen. good man is—a man that'll listen to His voice and obey His commandments. Amen. He, Jesus said, "My sheep, they know my voice, and another they will not follow." How often have we been strayed away by voices that that that's, uh, that we are familiar with? But yet we say we mm-hmm. we get we get curious. That's how the enemy gets us. He knows that the voice is right when we curious. You know, if someone mm-hmm. hollering help, and, and 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 you don't see where they are, you're gonna go over there and see what they're doing. You know. You gonna you you gonna, you gonna get your team. You gonna run over there and see if they need help. It could have been someone just playing a joke. You know, at the time when we were younger. Remember this little kid used to call Wolf. You said Wolf. Yeah, wolf I everybody that. run over there. <laughs> That's what the enemy does. He be saying Wolf, Wolf, and we run around yeah. in a panic. <laughs> but he be it's a calamity. It's a, you know it's an economic condition. It's social intelligence. You know, and the enemy calling Wolf, Wolf, Wolf. You know, right. trying to scare. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that very. Well, Pastor, uh, uh, we get ready to end this show, but please give us a recap on this first series of God's Blueprint, and I'm looking forward to the next two editions uh, of it. But let, give us a recap for anyone that said, "Hey, I heard a lot of stuff, and I've been jotting it down, and if my notes ain't right, but y'all give us a quick highlight on that." And then, uh, so we can keep men and women in carriage. Amen. Well, I would say this. Always stay in prayer. And don't lean to your understanding. Because when God was saying lean not to your understanding, you could never have the understanding of God. It said your mind is nowhere near the mind of God. Your thoughts are nowhere near the thoughts of God. And therefore, when we look out, those who are on the phone and those listeners and those who may be out there on the street corners and, you know, and asking God for many things, trust in the Lord. And he will. He will always answer. Because, first of all, you have to be a believer. You know, we have always understood. We read the Bible. I heard people say, oh, I've been going to church for 30 years. And I met a woman one time. She was on the train here um, down in the city, and I got on the train with her, and we're talking about the Bible and the Holy Spirit. The woman said, excuse me. She said, what is the Holy Spirit? I said, excuse me, you said you go to church? She said she went to church for 30 years and never heard of the Holy Spirit. And, huh. you know, imagine 30 years they she wasted when she could have been Ministered by the uh, 
the Holy Spirit and guided. And that's just a, just an example of when you're not listening what God is telling us. And like you, they have to have an open heart as well, uh, Minister Joe. They, you know, don't. There's a lot of people walking around with a closed heart, you know. And uh, you got to remember, above all things. When God tells you that what's happening about things in life, he said, guard your heart. And people have missed that. They missed that point by letting things go in their heart and uh, committing different crimes and actually causing uh, different, uh, how you say, things in life that's out of God's blueprint. And therefore, then they have to repent and they have to go back over it over again. And then the, God lets them understand are they ready for the sin-filled work meet of the Lord? When we think about the word of the Lord, the meat, you want to be a babe, you can be a babe for how many years? Or you can be a soldier in the army of the Lord. So in other words, you got to take, like somebody told me, said, if you say something, own it. You know what I mean? And that let them understand that Lord, I'm ready to repent. I'm ready to get my life straight. And I think that that's one of the things I like to share with the uh, listeners. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And we're looking forward to you coming back on here and to uh, continue this series here. This is the first of three series, and we're looking forward to uh, you continuing this latter conversation here of God's Blueprint. Pastor Terry, thank you very much. And our next edition, we had to schedule a date for it, but we'll we'll uh, like to get you back on here to uh, wrap uh, to continue this series. Thank and, you. Uh, we're not going to give anybody the eyesight. We just want to let them whet their appetite and, and digest what they already had, uh, uh, already have learned, and get them excited about the next. You know, when I was younger, the soap opera. My mother used to love the soap opera, and the soap opera would always leave leave you with a cliffhanger. And so this is going to be our cliffhanger, the next series. That so people say, "Wow, I can't, I can't wait for the next <laughs> series to come up," you know. And so we're going to leave it at that. Amen. Thank you very much for what you're doing. We pray that you enjoy the balance of your day. We pray that God continually to use you mighty. We pray that wherever you go out, that you find favor in the marketplace and at, at whatever you. Uh, God uh, allow you to go wherever your pressure child and put it like that, that you'll have the favor of God. Gracious Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, thank okay. you, thank you. Thank you for what we experienced this morning. Thank you for Pastor Kerry. Thank you for his insight. Thank you for his words of wisdom, dear Lord. God's blueprint. Dear Lord, sometimes we want to do things on our own, dear Lord, but we now, dear Lord, you have opened our eyes, dear Lord, to see that that we have a master plan. You have opened our ears that we can hear you, dear Lord. Let us be men and women of purpose, dear Lord, not being tossed to and fro, dear Lord, by everything that comes our way. But let us get tied up into God's GPS system, dear Lord, that you too can order our steps and you can direct our path. And, and we'll get to the destination that you have assigned for us to do on this side of heaven. And when we reach you, when we get to that glorious place, dear Lord, at places made not with hands, dear Lord, that you too can look at us and say, well done, our good and faithful servant. Dear Lord, let us be a servant on this side of heaven. Let us encourage men. Let us encourage women. Let us encourage all your people, dear Lord, 
concerning the things that you have for them. Let us be mindful that we was once sinners, that we was poor from the peaceful shore, but because of your grace and your mercy, you have restored us. And, dear Lord, we know that you're no respect to person for what you've done for one, you do for another. We pray for men and women to be restored in this season. We pray for households to be brought back together in this season. We pray for men to take their rightful possession in this season. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. Pastor Kerry, God mm. bless you. Looking forward to speaking with you again. Please go back and when you get a chance and listen to this program and encourage yourself. Amen. And I thank you, Minister Joe. Uh, all right. Well, God bless, bless you. God bless you. We're looking forward to having you back on again for our uh, part two. And we'll touch bases and we'll get, and set up a time for you to come back and do the next uh, two series. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you again. Well, God bless and you. And I enjoyed it. And um, to the listeners, I want them to understand that, you know, apply what was being spoken. And uh, believe it, it works. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Be strong in the Lord and the power is mine. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to audience for listening to another episode of Free on the Inside Ministry. We're here each Saturday morning from 8 to 9 with powerful guests. Great topic. But the show will not be what it is without you. Please give us a call, tune in, go to our archive, and listen to the other shows that we have presented in the past and see what God is doing in this season. Amen and hallelujah. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen. Amen, amen.